Welcome to By Design with Lynn and Danette. We're so happy you're here. I'm Lynn. And I'm Danette. And our hope is that this is a place where you'll find encouragement for your home and your soul. We have real conversations about God, interior design, and all of the things that we love. Our hope is to encourage women to run their race, to keep their eyes on God, and somehow we managed to offer up some little bits of design advice for your home. And we want to point you over to our website. It's bydesignpodcast.com. Um, there are links there to all the things that we talk about. Um, you can follow us. Every time you say the website, yeah. www.bydesignpodcast.com, mm-hmm. I want to go .com. <laughs> what are you listening I to? I don't know. It's like I have a Oh, it's a little... commercial. Oh, okay. Continue. Anyway, um, so you can follow us there on Instagram and Pinterest and all those places. You can listen to our show right there. There's ways to subscribe to our podcast. We have images of all the things we talk about. So just design inspiration or whatever. So we know you're on Pinterest. So, <laughs> right. But, and honestly, and we are on it. We love Pinterest. We use it for work often just to get inspiration or like you know, ideas and stuff. So it's kind of fun to, you got to get a look into our brains. Like yeah. it really is like mm-hmm. a image of the things I love. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, today we're having spring in the middle of February. Mm. I don't know when you'll be hearing this, but seriously, I've been in a tank top and it's crazy great. Yeah, it's crazy. You're right. It's awesome. So much fun. We're climbing trees and oh my God. Doing the fun things. Right? I know my kids are just loving outside. It's awesome. We've had scraped knees already and I know. All the things that you just expect to happen in April. Right. We're moving a ladder from big tree to big tree. Oh so they can get up. Oh, that's and, fun. And then I'm on the ground below praying. Yes. And Derek's like, just leave them alone. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm so scared <laughs> I know. for my children. I know. Well, you can take them to the emergency room when they I fall. Know. <laughs> I know. That's the thing is us moms, we see the logic of well, this might not end the way you think it's going to end because <laughs> we've been here before. <sighs> Men. I'm just, ready for it though. Yeah, I know. It's the part warm of weather. growing up. Oh, oh, me too. The craziness. Yeah, I'm all ready for it too. I'm so excited. I've been looking for ideas because Kurt has promised that um, we can start working on our kitchen come springtime. So I've been like perusing all of the... I have like a, a Pinterest board that's actually secret but I should probably make it public. Um, I'm on that board. So when you pin to it, it tells me. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't. Yeah. I like that, you know, like sometimes like, it's so funny. Cause like when we, we pin, sometimes we're just looking at one element of a picture, not the entire picture, but people, oh, might, yeah. people might be like, Oh, that's an awful color. Where it's like, no, no, no. I'm not even looking at the color of that. I'm looking at the knob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the fun part is, is that we've worked together for long enough and we know each other so well that I know what you're looking at. Oh, exactly. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, um, yeah. What's God been teaching you these days, girl? Well, you know, just coming off our conversation with Rebecca Lyons. Oh, she was great. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back mm-hmm. and listen to Rebecca Lyons. Yeah. Yep. So I good. still need, I can't wait to get the real paper book of hers in oh. my hand. You are free and good. finish it. Cause I, you know, I know it's different when you're reading it online or, yeah. or like on your computer. Yeah. I was reading the PDF version that she shared with us, but, um, Anyway, uh, so we talked a little bit about faith with her when mm-hmm. she was on, and she has a chapter in her book called Free to Ask. Yeah. And we talked about it a little bit, but I tell you what, I just can't get away from that I know whole concept. And I think that we use faith as the word faith in our Christian lives or in this whole 
you know, circle. And it sometimes it falls flat and we forget that we it's lost its power almost. Mm-hmm. Like we, we we use it so flippantly that to really be called by faith, like think of the heroes of the faith that are talked in, in the book of mm-hmm. Hebrews, like Hebrews twelve, like those were men of faith, real expectant that God was big enough faith. Mm-hmm. And we say it just so flippantly, like just have faith or whatever, like realizing that we make it sound small when really it's not small Right, at all. it's everything. And so, you know, and it's like, what is the posture of your heart? Mm-hmm. You know, what um, do we really believe that God will do these things? Are we trusting him, looking to him, asking him to be present and lead in those areas? In, in the everyday moments. Yep. Um, yeah, so I, that's what I want to talk about you too, right? Seriously. I, her book was so good. I, so I was reading that book at the same time I'm doing this Joshua precept study, um, at our church that our, Mm -hmm. some of our women are leading and it's just been rocking my world between the story of Joshua and his obedience and his God being big enough and having the faith to carry on, you know, Mm -hmm. like almost carrying on the the mantle of what Moses was doing to her book of, you know, declaring all the promises in scripture that we are free, you know, who the, the sun sets free is free indeed. Like not mm-hmm. a little bit, like we are completely free mm-hmm. and um, just realizing there's so many layers to me and realize like to my faith, even to my faith, my Christian ease faith, the mm-hmm. faith that people see every day, realizing, am I really portraying a true picture of a woman of faith? Like, mm-hmm. if I call myself that, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Like, what do people see in my life to realize there is something different? She mm-hmm. does have a big faith. Right. And in your own heart, are you living from a, a place of faith? Am I, or is it because you want to be known and seen as being a person of faith? Mm-hmm. Or is it really because you really, really want to be more like Jesus? Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think we forget that God is generous. Mm. He wants us to ask him. And he loves loves to give us the things that we need, Mm. you know? Yes. And we're afraid to ask for small things. Oh, for sure. But I think if you're not, if you're neglecting God and inviting him into the small areas of your life, when you get to the really big things, you don't even know how to ask. Mm. But it's like when we walk on the journey and the small everyday things and seeing God in the moments and asking him to help us and to walk with us and whatever it may be, that when you get to the big spot, you already, you're believing because you've seen him answer in the small ways. Exactly. And it's funny, and you'll have those moments of doubt. And that's where I pray the, the prayer of like, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Like, I want to believe mm-hmm. that you are big enough for this, but I, I don't understand how because you're God and you're so big and I can't understand the ways you do things. So I'm okay with that. Like, I'm totally okay with not knowing how he's going to do it. I just know he's going to. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't need to know and be in control of every aspect of it, Lord. You just do your thing and I will just be small <laughs> and let you be big so mm-hmm. so reading this book i was just really convicted because it's funny this is something that i don't know i was just really convicted of the fact that as i would consider myself more of a mature christian i've been a christian for years growing in my faith learning new things 
but realizing that I don't always confess with my mouth and repent of the ugly parts of my heart. Mm-hmm. I'll do it quietly. I will sit quietly with my head bowed in church before communion or, um, you know, searching my heart. And those are all still great things. But when God reveals an ugliness in your heart to honestly sit before the Lord and confess it out loud and mm-hmm. repent of it and um, realizing that just because I've been a Christian for however long does not mean I get a pass on those things. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where I was just really struck with Joshua's story after, um, you know, they went in and they took Jericho and God told them to take nothing for themselves. Mm-hmm. And Aiken, one of the men in the camp, he did and he hid it and he tried to get away with it. And how then when Joshua went to take the next city, they, they lost 36 men. You know, they mm-hmm. lost the spies. They lost all of it that they, he had sent ahead to, to look into this land. And he was like, Lord, why? And God's like, there is sin in your camp. Mm-hmm. There has not been a call to obedience and mm-hmm. really believing that what I say matters. Like, mm-hmm. it's sin. And call it sin. And you need to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And we all have those areas in our lives where we're trying to hold on to what we think we need or what's going to carry us through. And sometimes God's asking us mm. to let go of those things and to rely on him. And they could be good things. Right. It's a, but it's that call of obedience of like, well, will you do what I, do you trust me enough mm-hmm. to believe that I have you and this is for your good? Mm-hmm. You know, like it's that whole concept of that. We think we know anything <laughs> like mm-hmm. even our thoughts aren't our own thoughts. And our thoughts are way down here and God's thoughts are so much higher. You know, mm-hmm. that's from the Bible. And like, but yet our thoughts aren't even our thoughts because God's given us the ability to think that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. who in the world are we to say how God's going to do things and to not trust, you know? And I know I've learned from experience the fact of going and having, um, going ahead in my own strength and my own ideas of what faith mm-hmm. is going to look like or, or a life lived by faith and realizing it's contrary to what God has for me and his ways are always higher. I've been reading, like, I was telling you the other day that I was reading, we were sharing with our kids the story of the Passover, like, yeah, you know, just teaching them about that. They were learning about it in church, I think they were telling yep. us. So then we just dug a little deeper. And so, um, this is when, uh, you know, Moses is in Egypt and Pharaoh has the Israelites enslaved. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God has um, sent all these plagues and, you know, is trying to free his people and Pharaoh is holding tight. Right. And so, um, you know, this is when God is going to send the destroying angel to... You know, angel of death. Angel of death. <clears throat> yeah, to um, kill the firstborn son. All the Egyptians. All the Egyptians, yeah. And so, could you imagine knowing there was an angel of death coming and believing that, okay, you've just seen all these other plagues. Like, you know mm-hmm. God's going to deliver. Like, you mm-hmm. know right? it's coming. Yeah, and think all what all those people have seen, and it's gotten to the point where God has to do something very harsh. Right? Yeah. Because he loves his people. He wants to free his people. And there's an evil man. Trying to rule and enslaving them. Yep. So, so they have to go, and they, so God commands His people to to use the blood of a spotless lamb, right? And the to, blood of, yep, mm-hmm. and to paint 
um, blood over, just for those, if, if you don't know the story, paint blood over the door mm-hmm. so that the angel of death will pass over your home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so much in there, Lynn. Like, I know. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> Matt Chandler's um, the village church. He's mm-hmm. been unpacking the plagues and his teaching on it and is incredible. So go like, if you want to learn more about this all, I would highly suggest, I think it's in the month of December. He's been unpack- unpacking the plagues. Mm-hmm. Totally worth going to listen to, to get more info on that. But tell me what you were no, telling absolutely. your kids. Um, okay. So the Lord says that he gives them all the directions um, to Moses for his people you know, they're supposed to choose the year-old male without defect, and um, you can take a sheep or a goat, and um, all the people of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight, and then they take the blood, they put it on the door frames, um, and they're not supposed to eat, um, eat any of the um, sacrifice, or they're not supposed to leave any of it until morning, all of these things. Um, but this is how they're supposed to eat it, and this is the part that stuck out to me. with your cloak tucked into your belt and your sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand, eat it in haste. It's the Lord's Passover. I've read that a million times and went right past it. But I was thinking that those, those people were... Ins- okay, sorry. So they've, they've slaughtered the animal. Mm-hmm. Um, they painted their door frames. Yeah. And now they have are roasting the meat. Um, yeah, so they are, they're supposed to eat the meat roasted over the fire with bitter herbs and bread without yeast. And then, oh, right, with unleavened bread. And, yeah, so right. none of it can, so they eat the meal. And they have to eat it all. They have to eat, don't leave any of it till morning. Um, if anything is left, they have to burn it. Like these right. are just all the specific instructions. Right. God has details, man. Right. He's in the details. So anyway, but this is how they are to eat it. When they eat this meal, they're supposed to um, eat it with their cloak tucked into their belt and their sandals on their feet. And their staff in their hand, they're supposed to eat it in haste. And normally they don't wear shoes. Right. So they're they're readying themselves for a journey. They're eating this meal mm. of the Passover expectantly. They've been in bondage for hundreds of years, right? They're mm. like slaves. Mm. And so they're supposed Literally. to. <laughs> yep. But they're supposed to eat this yeah. meal in faith, believing yep. and um, that God is going to set them free that night. Knowing. Yeah. Yes. And it, you know, there's a lot of crazy things going on. Firstborn children are going to die, firstborn males. And I'm sure you're probably looking at your own firstborn. They know what's going to be happening outside their camp. The people that live next door to them might not have the blood on their doorpost. They're, there's going to be weeping. It's going to be. Oh, absolutely. But the thing is, is like the faith that it takes um, to eat the meal, to, to, to put the clothes on, to believe that in the morning, or in the middle of the night after this happens, the doors are going to be open and you're going to be set out on this journey mm. to freedom. I mean... To have the faith to know that... Right. Like I look at myself and like the things that God says um, that he's going to set me free mm-hmm. and then I can live free. Do I have my shoes on ready to take a step forward believing that he is answering mm-hmm. right now, tomorrow, today? Yeah. He's going to set me free. He has that power. Do we live with that kind of faith? And that's what I've been thinking about. Seriously. um, You know, and the other thing is, is like those people, the um, Israelites, they weren't just like sitting there. Mm -mm. They were getting ready. Yeah. For God to answer. And 
the other thing they had to do is, you know, I was thinking about all the plagues. I, like people were, um, everything that happened, God's people were protected the entire time. They mm-hmm. didn't have to have the blood on the doorpost. God knew which ones were his, right? Mm-hmm. And all of the things that had happened, they weren't, um, like name some of the plagues. I can't think of it right now. Some, all the oh, things like the locusts happened. and the frogs and the water to blood. and Yeah, right. They're, mm-hmm. Yeah. Their sheep didn't die. They're, you know, mm-hmm. it was, yeah. they, they were protected by God. But God, you know, at that point, they didn't have blood over the doorposts. God knew which ones were his. But in this instance, what I'm trying to get to is that. They still had to put blood well, on the doorposts. Yeah, they had to to take a step out and say, I belong to Christ. Yeah. I'm under. They were marking themselves. They marked themselves. Yeah. God knew who they were. Yeah. It was a way of, of, of living out your faith and making a mark. And then it's just so cool. So like, just when you said that, it just made me like, okay, mm-hmm. let's, let's go there. So they marked themselves. They marked their doorposts. I belong to God. Um, I believe who he says he is. Uh, I am. Like Moses said, mm-hmm. I am sent me. So I'm going to follow him. We're going to go. He's going to part the Red Sea for us to, mm-hmm. to walk through on dry land. Like all of this is just extraordinary mm-hmm. they cross they cross the red sea and then they start grumbling you know not right. long after they start grumbling and whining but then god also says okay we're going to mark you again so circumcise the men right. you know yes. we're going to mark you again and then after the 40 years in the desert you know and joshua takes them they hadn't been circumcising these kids they had called, they were called to circumcise all the men again like, mm-hmm. you are my people. Right. We need to be reminded over and over that we've been set apart. Yeah, we and that have we are been. His. We have yeah. been. And, and what he says is true. And we mm-hmm. are called to obey that. And he'll see us through it. You know, that's the beautiful thing. And like, and now in, in New Testament, like, now we are marked because Jesus has come and died for us. And there's been a circumcision of the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, God's going to cut away the, the fleshly selfish desires and we're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit and that fruit out of us will be marked that will mm-hmm. mark us as mm-hmm. people of God because we have love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and self-control and generosity and these things that just pour out of us because of what God's done for us. You know, mm-hmm. like we've always been called and marked and set apart. And do we live like that, like set apart people? Like do we have the faith to know that right. God's marked us? Mm-hmm so crazy how you can see the cross and the gospel all over these stories in the old testament oh, isn't it it's all just pointing to jesus like mm-hmm. it's so beautiful i am loving the old testament right now like, Me too. i love the new testament but i have been like i swear for the last two years we haven't been able to get out of the book of exodus <laughs> i know right <laughs> i finally moved on to like deuteronomy and joshua oh, but still I, that's it right that's uh, awesome. this morning i was reading in second chronicles <laughs> and some of it i want to share because it relates but yeah so in exodus they're eating it with they're eating this meal with haste the, with their and, and, with, with their, their coats tucked into their which right. fashionably i don't know <laughs> but whatever god yeah. you're god so but stat with staff in hand yeah. right they're ready to go um and the thing is is not that the journey ahead isn't going to be hard mm. um you know the staff itself it was something that was made to defend and support and you know yeah. like um the thing is, is freedom lies ahead yeah. when we take steps in faith and follow the Lord. And so we have to live expectantly. We were talking about this the other day, mm-hmm. right? Um, but we all need to be ready to leave our Egypt 
where we're enslaved. Mm-hmm. So let's look at so what is that for you? What is that for you? What is that for all of us? Like, mm. you know, are we um, ready to live out our faith in our lives and trust God to do to help us out of whatever dungeon we're in? Seriously, um, He knows where we are. We just need to make it known that we believe we are His. Um, okay, and- so for me. I would. I had to lay down my Egypt that I needed to be freed from was my pride, realizing that I think I, realizing that I pride myself in the struggles that I've had almost. Does that make sense? Like the, the fact that God is, for me, my pride would be um, almost like self-righteousness. Like I've been there. I've learned that. I know. Yeah. And I wouldn't even have said I did. Like I wouldn't have... I, until God revealed to me that deep down, I really did have the seed of, um, yeah, I've been broken and God saw me through mm-hmm. and now onward and upward, but this constant of laying down myself and this whole like year of choosing to be small, you know, mm-hmm. for me, myself and doing smaller things and just being faithful and doing the things right in front of me and trying to do them better, doing them well and just realizing just how much. Mm-hmm. Well, none of us have arrived and, no. you know, I think even the... But fall- I had to like repent of that. Like mm-hmm. I had to confess and repent and Lord, yes, I've been delivered, but I need to live free, you mm-hmm. know, like... I think so. all of us need to be constantly asking ourselves, where's my pride? Yeah. Because like that was the fall of Satan, right? right. I mean, it, it, it's, oh man, it's deceiving. It and is. And we all need to be um, teachable and mm-hmm. humble and know that... Uh, mm. We need more of God and less of you know, myself. We all do though, Lynn. I, <laughs> I know, your story like, is my story. Right. And that's the thing. But like, I, I don't want to get to the spot where I don't feel the Holy Spirit revealing my ugliness to me so mm-hmm. that I can, you yeah. know, and point we, to him and that he is able to free and set mm-hmm. us free. And we we've can, talked about this before because you and I, this, because this is something God is teaching us, but in, you know, in Christian circles and um, churches and where are people, where are the repentant people? Mm-hmm. Are we on our faces? Are we, do we have sin problems? Yeah. Do we tell people yeah. about our sin? <sighs> do we um, confess right. our sins to one another and pray for each other so that we may be healed? Right. Because where's our big sin? We can't all have arrived. We can't all be so good. Right. Because we're saved, but we're still a broken mess. Yeah. And so, we have to be still not in that a you fallen have to, world, right? Like, you don't have to like, you know, self-loathe yourself. That's still pride and, on the other yeah, spectrum. Right. We don't have to like divulge all of our sin through a microphone no, 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 to no. the world. But you have, but there's something in that's why we talk a lot about community mm-hmm. and having people that you can trust that you can confess some of your shortcomings to that they can point you back to Jesus, yeah. and, and help you through it. So, but we're just talking like if we are these real. We don't want to be faith. We don't want to be faith. Right. We don't want to be Pharisees. Right. You know, and I, all of us are, I have no fall t- into that trap of thinking we have re- religion and we have, we're good and, and we're doing the right thing. Life is short. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, we live thinking that this is the end all be all and it, mm-hmm. it's not. So, anyways, all that to say, I am just thankful that God sh- keeps showing me these mm-hmm. spots so that I can repent and grow and be more like Him and, point others that yeah maybe mm-hmm. maybe you struggle with the same thing and so maybe yep. you need to repent also but right i uh i've quoted levi lasco a few times over the last few weeks but um it's because i was mm-hmm. so moved by his testimony and one of the things he said is that um 
you know, storms reveal foundations. Mm-hmm. They don't build it. So you kind of need to train for the trial yeah. that you're not yet in. And it makes me think about when, um, you know, when Derek got sick and it was a, uh, all of a sudden we were in the deep sea mm-hmm. and we were like barely floating. And uh, we had to depend on our faith to stand firm mm-hmm. and to breathe. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and you know, that I think the faith that we had in that situation was a gift from God. I think that he showed up there. Um, but we were looking to him to show up because you were expecting we, we lived on a daily faith. I mean, looking, always looking to God mm-hmm. and, you know, um, the small things that when it was the big thing, you had that foundation. We just believed it. So, um, you know, I, that's what we're talking about today is real faith. And we all need to look at our lives and, you know, how do we need to be trusting God? Where is he asking us to go? What does he want to free us from? Well, and if you see that you don't have that foundation, that, that's okay. That, that feeling right now real of realization um, of, oh my goodness, I don't think I would have that deep faith to be, to be able to carry me through. You can. Yeah, and you can ask for it, right? You can ask Lord, for it. Lord, help and, my unbelief. And open God's word. Mm-hmm. You know, it is alive and he will show you and he will start building your faith, you mm-hmm. know, and then you go to some wise, godly people and you ask them to help you on this journey because mm-hmm. none of us have done it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like the Israelites, you mentioned them like grumbling and... Yeah. When I, you know, we all... Um, like they kept thinking we were better off when we were back in Egypt eating oh, crumbs and I know. living in. And I think some of us, um, you know, we live like that. We think we're, it's easier to stay in the bondage that we're in, whatever, instead of vocalizing it and asking for help or taking steps towards. And if it's all that you know, it's more comfortable, right? Right. But there's a land of plenty ahead. There's freedom ahead persevere, in persevere, Christ. Persevere, persevere. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Yeah, I, I love just, it. It is. So um, the other thing I wanted to mention this morning, because I was reading this this morning, I thought that's so crazy that this is where I landed when we were going to um, come and talk about faith. This morning was in Second Chronicles. Um, was in Second Chronicles 20, verse 22, when they began to sing and praise. Um, so this is when Je- Jehoshaphat is king, and he's just told that an army is like all of a sudden coming and going to, going to destroy them. And so um, he resolved to inquire of the Lord, it says in, uh, in verse 3, alarmed Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. The people came together to mm. seek help from the Lord. We love that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so all of the men of Judah with their wives and their children and their little ones stood before the Lord and... Um, This is what he said. Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of the vast army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Mm. And uh, he says, you will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. And so I think I was just like so struck that, again, it's a situation where um, they have to stand their positions, take up their positions and stand firm. There's an army coming, going to kill them. There's no way they're at the, it's like they're 
in front of the sea, there's a wall of water they can't get through. And you have to trust and believe that God will show up. Yeah. Part and, the seas. And that his plan is better. Right. In this situation, the, the armies that were attacking them were attacked by other people. They were themselves like, um, it's just crazy to me that when there's a mountain in front of you mm-hmm. or an army coming for you, mm-hmm. if you cry out to the Lord and believe. So what would that be for you today? Like maybe it's a hardship at work. Maybe it's, you know, your kids or just a family issue or mm-hmm. money str- struggles or whatever it is. Stand yes. firm. Stand firm. And the thing in verse 22 that I was going to say is that as they began to sing and praise, mm-hmm. the Lord set ambushes mm-hmm. against the men of Ammon and Moab or whoever. Them. But, but they had to sing and praise. It drives and, us to worship, right? Right. But they, it was as they were doing this. Mm-hmm. So you have to do the things of faith and believe it. Grab your cloak, grab your staff, sing a song to the, to the Lord, whatever situation you are. Look expectantly to Him and He will answer. Stand firm. But believe it. I mean, Amen. why are we so afraid to say we believe that God will answer what we're asking? Are we like, wor- are we worried that God will be embarrassing to God if he doesn't do it? Like, what in the world? Why, what, what keeps us? It's our own pride. It's our own selfish, it you is. know, like, let's just ask and believe <laughs> and step out in faith. And we can even ask for faith to have. Yes. We can ask for faith. Absolutely. Like, and then he'll give that. He will give you the strength and the faith that you need. Well, look at Abraham. <laughs> you know, look at Abraham. Like he was a man called to righteousness because, and he just, God said, I want to give you a nation. Like, could you imagine mm-hmm. these dreams and these, these visions that these men have seen? He was going to mm-hmm. kill his own son, Isaac. Like he right. was believing. He mm-hmm. took steps of faith all over the place. Like right. I want to be a woman of faith like that. And I'm just thankful that I do have people around me that encourage me that way. Mm-hmm. And I have a husband who believes it too, you know, mm-hmm. and we've Amen. done, you know, just keep stepping out in faith. Right. Going. And, you know, it's not that um, whatever situation you're in, you know, you can be, you might want to be cowering in the corner because you're so dark and so depressed and so lost. Um, I know, you know, I've had mom- moments like that too, where you feel like you can't move. Um but just take a step, yep. sing a song, you know Seriously. what I mean? And God will move. You, you know move, what's funny? he moves. As I remember, Who says that? Someone says that. Probably Christine Kane. <laughs> it's somebody that we like love. Um, was, yeah. I love, when I was little, my mom used to say, Kelly said, oh, <laughs> Kelly. Yeah. Christine um, Kane, Kelly, Lackey, whatever. <laughs> um, when I was little, I'd be for, like scared. I remember my mom telling me to sing. Sing like mm-hmm. I remember her saying that to sing like Sunday school songs or whatever when I was little, and so I remember walking. There's this one part of the road that my friend's house at late at night, and it was like tall, dark, like rock cuts um, in the road, and you know it, it's up mm-hmm. in Canada, so it's pretty remote. Mm-hmm. And I would just sing, and I it strengthened me. It gave me like confidence. I don't know. It just mm-hmm. for some reason it really does strengthen you. So just whisper those, whisper it if you can't sing whisper it and then mm-hmm. you'll get bolder and one day you'll be singing mm-hmm. singing yeah. the truths and promises of god right he's a god who heals and yeah. saves and i think the funny thing that gets me is that we believe you know as christian people we believe that god can save us from our sins and change us and we're something new like we're a new person but then we don't believe that he can 
heal us mm-hmm. when we're sick or mm-hmm. we don't believe he can. We don't want to call it that. We'll say for some reason, the doctors don't know why, but yeah. you know, we don't want to give God or maybe God just used the doctors because he gives us means of grace all yeah. over the place. And he gave them. Yes. Mm-hmm. God did that. I was talking to a friend just the other day and we were talking about anxiety and I was thinking of Rebecca. Like I want to give her Rebecca's book, oh, Rebecca yeah. Lyons book. Um, Cause she is, was healed from anxiety. And my friend was saying, I wish he would heal me of anxiety. Um, and I was thinking to myself, mm. he can. Yeah. And. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know. I love that. Rebecca sometimes was... the healing doesn't come in the way we think, but maybe right. it's a freedom in Christ. And Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Or maybe it is a complete healing. Absolutely. Um, yeah. No, it's great. So make sure you go and get Rebecca Lyon's new book, You Are Free. Um, it is out anywhere you would normally buy books. We'll have links to it on the website. Are we doing design stuff today? No. Okay. And also stay tuned for... (laughs) I've got nothing. I'm just like... (laughs) Hey, and we also kind of mentioned at the end of Rebecca Lyons, because she is a girl after our own hearts of loving to bring outside, inside. Mm -hmm. So we're going to... We have a little challenge for all our listeners coming up. Stay tuned for that, Mm because it's going to be fun. It's not hard. Don't worry. And you're going to like reap the benefits from it for years. So... You're welcome. <laughs> um, okay, friends. Yeah, we'll be praying for you for faith. Seriously, walk in faith. Take that step. Mm-hmm. Ask God to give you more. Mm-hmm. He will. You're loved. Bye. Bye.